it's Brandi Taylor. Welcome to the Business Beauty Network Podcast, where business meets beauty. It's not just lipstick, it's business. We will share thought-provoking conversations with business and beauty professionals. Our goal is to empower, motivate, and inspire you to take your business to the next level. Welcome to the podcast. I am super excited to share today's interview with you. I had the pleasure in interviewing Melissa Shelby. I recently met Melissa through a mutual friend, and I'm going to be speaking on her business panel on March the 15th. She founded the Bold and Beautiful Women Empowerment event, so I'm super excited to be a part of that. And Melissa has experience in real estate, and she also recently started her own cosmetic line, Ivy Cosmetics line. So I'm just super excited to share this interview with you. She had a lot of uh, tips that I think would help any entrepreneur, and it was a great conversation. Here's a little bit of Melissa's bio. Melissa Shelby has dominated the real estate industry for the past 12 years, leaving her mark as a realtor, broker, investor, and philanthropist. The Wayne State University graduate has always had a passion for empowering women after many years of connecting with women and motivating them to live their dreams. Shelby decided to put together a birthday empowerment brunch where she invited women out on New Year's Day 2017. Bold and Beautiful was birthed and has since had an annual event. The Bold and Beautiful Women Empowerment event is Sunday, March 15, 2020, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Ford Community and Performing Arts Center, 15801 Michigan Avenue in Dearborn, Michigan. For more information, you can find tickets on eventbrite.com. I am super excited to share this interview with you. I think you're going to really enjoy it. And here it goes. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's your host, Brandi Taylor. And we have an awesome guest today, Melissa Shelby. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Brandi. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm pretty good. Can't complain. I'm super excited to talk to you today. And um, the first question I always like to start off with is ask everyone is tell us like a fun fact, like something about yourself that most people would not know. Okay, I am, I'm a people person. So I talk to people all the time. And I was a journalism major. So I've done like radio and TV. But still when I have to stand up or prepare to talk, I get very nervous. I do too. I think that's normal. I think it means you care, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I recently learned that being nervous means you have, you're about to do something important. So mm-hmm. that's a good emotion. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I would be worried if I wasn't a little nervous. So even yeah. when I, I, even when I get on stage or when I do interviews, all types of stuff, I, I get a little nervous at first. And then once I get in the groove of it, then I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little thing. I'm also terribly afraid of dogs. Really? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, so we'll never have pet a dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have that if you're afraid of them for sure. Well, Melissa, I want, tell us a little bit about your business. I know you have a background in real estate, so tell us a little bit about that. Okay. I started in real estate... Um, uh, about uh, 14 years ago as an assistant. I was in school finishing up my degree in journalism and I just needed a job. And so I started working as an, a, 
assistant to a really big real estate broker. And I worked there for, by the time I was there for a year and a half, I was like, oh, this is just what I'm going to do. So I started re taking real estate classes in the evening when I got off work. And um, I got licensed um, after within a, maybe six months of that time. So I've probably been there by, for two years by the time I was licensed. And um, I was torn because I've always had this love and drive for real uh, for journalism. And now I have this new thing that I'm very passionate about. And so I, I've written for real estate publications and did real estate talk shows just so I can integrate the two. And it's just worked. I, I really love helping people and talking to them about real estate goals and helping to, to achieve that goal from going from like, oh, the thought process until actually buying and purchasing a house is just incredible. Awesome. And you must love it because you've been in the industry for 14 years. So it must be a passion of yours. Oh, yeah. And, and being in it, I've learned other aspects. So I'm a real estate. Now I'm a real estate broker. I also invest. Um, but I also work with like I've worked as homeless uh, services coordinator, um, worked with helping um, nonprofits find group homes for boys and girls, foster families. I mean, it's just so it's, it's just a whole other world outside of just selling real estate. So I feel really blessed to have been able to touch on a lot of aspects of it. And I'm still planning to go a little further and tap into some new stuff. Awesome. I like the fact that, you know, you studied journalism and you ended up going the real estate route, but you found a way to still utilize that mm -hmm. writing for publications and, you know, um, speaking on real estate and things of that nature. So I think that is awesome. Thank you. And, and I and I, I know you're passionate about helping other people and everything. So I like that you've taken um, you know, a very different route, a very unique route with it. And then I, I guess that would keep it interesting rather than just say I just sell houses all the time, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's it's good and I mean by the time some people get to the point where they're buying, they're kind of um, a little solid, right? So when you get into community real estate, you get to help people that don't know the first step. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And sometimes, I mean, I have bad credit. I'm embarrassed to talk about this. I filed bankruptcy. I don't have money for a down payment. I have kids. We don't even, we can't even fathom how we're going to buy a house. And sometimes you have to be very you know, sensitive, it's it's two different worlds and levels when you're talking to people that are moving up, buying their third or fourth house, and they're spending hundreds and thousands of dollars to a person that's like, I don't, I'm not even going to spend a hundred thousand dollars, but I want a house. How, what can I do? So you have to have compassion and be relatable and being able to, to kind of channel your, channel your conversation with your clientele. Because if you bought a house four times, then I can use terminology and you know what I'm talking about. But if I, if you're a first time home buyer and I'm saying, oh, escrow is going to close in 45 days and you need to have this inspection contingency and you, you're like, what, what are you, what are you saying? I don't have any idea what you're saying. So it's just that balance. And I, I am 
while obviously there's more, more money in the, in the sales side and the big side of it, but there's something about connecting to people that where you're educating them and bringing them up on levels that they've never even imagined, taking them to places they never even imagined going. Great. So what advice would you give someone who's looking to get into real estate? Um, take a class. I do like a, and, and it doesn't have to be mine, but I do like a prerequisite class, right? So you take a class and you pass the class and then you're licensed, but then what? So um, it'll take a while maybe to get your first closing and have your first sale. So I wouldn't say go quit your job as soon as you get licensed, right? Use whatever day job that you have or whatever network you're in that you're getting money from. Use that to build clientele until you can get to a point where you have consistency and stability in it because it's it's a it's a field we sell houses but the laws and rules and stuff like that change you have to stay abreast of continuing education and just be patient that's what i would say if you don't pass the test the first time just take it again and you will not believe how many people take the class and one is too afraid to go take the state test they just take the class and say Oh, I'm going to go study and I'm going to take the state boards and they never do it. And all that information that they learn, it's gone. Right. Or they go and they take the test and they fail and they feel, oh, this is not just take it again. Don't make a big deal out of it. I passed my first time, but I studied like crazy. I ate, sleep, everything was about that exam. I didn't go out. I didn't have kids at the time or a husband, so my life was a little different. It was set up a little different. I had CDs that I would listen to with the state information on there on my way to work, on my way home, on my way. I didn't go like partying. I didn't go shopping. I was fully studying every single day and I passed, but I also only told the people that was in my everyday immediate circle that I was taking a test, probably two people. Because I didn't want the shame of me not passing to keep me from going back. And if I make a big deal out of it, and I mean, social media wasn't as how it is now. But I see people going in saying, hey, I'm going to take this test, y'all. And then they come out and people want answers. Did you pass? And it's, no, I didn't pass. And then that's it. You never hear anything else about it again. Mm -hmm. So I would say, hey, tell a couple people your support system. And study hard, take it and be patient with yourself. Because even after you get licensed, it's still a journey, right? Like you're not gonna know everything. Get a great mentor or whatever broker person works for, ask questions and just always be open to continuously learning and be patient with yourself. If you don't make tons of sales right away, that's the normal. People will make it look like they make so much money selling houses. And it's like, you didn't just start yesterday, unless you have a mother or a father or aunt or uncle whose company you're working for, and they gave you this portfolio of homes to sell, you're not, it's not that easy. The first year I got licensed, I may have sold like four houses. Wow. I was still working. I still had income coming in. But then years later, I mean, I get, I had investors that just one group of investors, probably about 40 houses. that year. So it, it just, you know, people like people too. So it's about how you market yourself and how you frame yourself and being professional and being. 
and you know, really appreciating your customers. And I think I think this is great advice because I think that's in anything that you do. I know people who have taken have taken uh, went to cosmetology school and never taken the state boards. I know people who have taken the yeah. aesthetic course and never Absolutely. taken the state boards. Um, I know some people are just fearful of testing and they'll put it off and put it off and the next thing you know, uh, you haven't done it and now you feel shameful or like you don't even feel like you can go back Absolutely. and you, you've taken that time and invested in school. And then and then um, a great point that you made is like people think that as soon as they get licensed, even if they do take the test, that in whatever field they're going in, they're going to automatically be successful. And it takes work. It takes networking. It takes, you know, um, maybe you might need to get some mentor, maybe you mentoring, maybe you might need to work up under somebody else. You got to learn the ropes and learn how it goes. And you may have a skill or a talent that can help you within whatever field that you're in, but you still have to work and cultivate that skill and make it Absolutely. work. And like I said, now with social media being what it is, People think things happen overnight. No, people have been working on this for a very long time. I, I recently, last year, maybe posted a couple houses that during that time I was renovating and flipping, and people were like, man, you just started this. And it's like, no, I've been walking, walking through grungy, dirty houses. When, when the market crashed and the houses were $1,000 or $5,000, I was the girl. I wasn't selling $250,000 homes at that time. I was selling those $5,000 houses. But I, I treated those clients just as great as I'm going to treat the people I'm going to sell $300,000 houses to. And I worked my way to that point. But that, I took what was, what was there for the taking. And it's, it's not easy. But you, it's so I think that people cannot, shouldn't beat themselves up about where they are. Just set the goal and enjoy the journey to getting to the goal. Yes, I agree with that. I think sometimes we need to like stop worrying about what you see other people doing and where they're at in their walk because you just never know. You never know. And you, I can't compare like my beginning to your middle or whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> going to be on the same level. No. So, yeah. So I think that's some great advice. So you're, you're doing real estate investing now, huh? You're flipping homes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, it started after I um, became a mom um, because my kids are back to back a year and a half apart. And so when my son turned one, I'm like, oh, before he turned one, I found I was pregnant again. So I was like, Oh my goodness, what am I going to wow. do? So, <laughs> didn't take long, huh? <laughs> oh my goodness. I was like, what's going on? And so um, I took a couple classes, and I think even with taking those, it was good, but nothing prepares you until you get out there and you just get your hands dirty and you get into it. And so I purchased the house, um, and um, I mean, the renovate, it took me so long. You know, you watch these shows and it's like, oh, I should be done with this in 90 days. And, you know, being a mom, my husband's working a lot. And I have these two kids and I remember just having to bundle them up and go to Home Depot. And I had great contractors. I mean, that uh, like, but I, some stuff I had to go. I had to just go out and see and, and bundling my kids up and having them in the basket at Home Depot. And obviously I can't fit anything because I got two kids in the basket and my contractors was just like getting everything and trying to help me get in and out of there as fast as possible. 
they would do phone sales when they could, just to like make it as easy on me as possible. But city inspections and pulling permits and things that you don't even know that you overlook that's wrong with a house and you find later on that it's wrong and you got to redo. So I made a lot of mistakes, but I look at it like a lesson learned. Like there was no classroom that was going to teach me this. Unless you have any someone that's been through it that you can connect with, which I didn't, um, you just kind of got to learn on the job. So I took small L's, but nothing, nothing big. And I mean, to go from like seeing something trashed into a whole transformation where you can say, I was part of every single detail. Oh, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. And to see someone want that house, like, this is for me and my family, this room, this is perfect. And it's like, thank you. It was all worth it. Awesome. Awesome. So now that you're doing, and now that you're doing real estate investing and flipping homes, you said, you mentioned something about, uh, offering different training classes and different things. So what type of classes do you offer on that? For real estate, people that want to become real estate agents, I offer a becoming an agent class and it's a prerequisite to the school. So what it'll entail is when you go take classes at the school, they're just preparing you for the state exam. They're not preparing you for what comes next. So this class is, is kind of, it pans over all of that. It teaches, I give advice on the best schools that I recommend you go to. I talk about some of the things that's going to be the state exam, how to prepare for the state exam, um, some of the techniques and tools that I use. Um, we go over sample questions. And then we talk about once you pass, now what? I outline all the fees that are involved, which people have no idea. So outside of, you know, the importance of finding a good brokerage that's going to offer some training and some mentorship, you need to know that you're going to have to pay board fees, state fees, um, association fees, insurance fees before you make a dime. And so just asking yourself, is this the right time to do it? Is this the right time for me and my family? Do I have the time and energy to put into it? The people will go take the class and spend four or $500 when it's like, okay, I probably should have waited until June or should have waited until, because it's going to take, once you're licensed, I mean, you want to start working and making money, right? Or sometimes maybe you get licensed in the winter when it's slower and you can learn at a slower pace. So all these things, this class is set up so you're fully prepared. You know what you're getting into. You know what you're going to be spending. You know what your um, timeline needs to look like. <clears throat> and I also do a real estate investing one-on-one. And it kind of goes into uh, uh, renting and flipping. So I do both. And so some people just want the residual income from having the tenant. Um, some people don't want to do with the property management aspect. We go over good property managers to hire. We go over some of the ways, tax benefits of it. We go over, you know, the importance of landlords saving their money so they're not slumlords. I, I don't like slumlords. I just don't. Like, I, I would be embarrassed if anybody was a slumlord that took my class. Because I teach people, don't quit your job when you get two or three properties. You, especially, you live in Michigan, right? So say, for example, you've got three properties and your income coming in is 800 a month for three, right? $2,400 a month. 
pretty good. But what happens if you're spending that for your living expenses and the, the furnace goes out? You can't say, well, wait till next month until you pay me your rent. Right. You have to say, hey, go check into a hotel right now and give me the receipt. I'm going to pay for it. I'll meet you there. And then you got to call whoever you got your whoever your heating and cooling person is and you pay whatever you need to pay to get the furnace back working or to get brand new furnace. You have to. And how do you do that if you've spent your money on your living expenses? How do you pay the taxes? How do you pay the insurance? These are things you should have. Mm-hmm. You should have. If, the, if the, God forbid, the house catches on fire. I always push rental insurance, but this is your investment. What? Uh, $75 a month is not too much. It's a price you pay for peace. Oh. So these are some of the things that the class entails and it gets into finding the money to start flipping. Once you start, once you get in there, what to look for first, what to fix first. Um, I talk about in the class some of my mistakes. Um, I was like, oh, just make it look nice. And then it's like, oh, you got foundation issues. Wow. Yeah. Why did I know to check the foundation? I was just like kitchen and bath looks great. Well, that's going to get people to put an offer in. But then when they get that deep inspection and they're like, oh, there's a crack in the foundation. Mm-hmm. That's not a solid house. I don't care how good the kitchen and bathroom looks. So, so, it, so we, I go over all that. I go into, you want to stage it and put it on the market and sales and taxes. and all Good stuff. So it's clear that you know your stuff. And I love that you've learned so many things within your field and now you're teaching and educating other people that want to get into it. I think that's great. Yeah. It's needed because I wish I had like, I mean, obviously our, our, our mistakes teaches us lessons. So I'm okay with that. You know, it's just like going to pay to get a degree, you right. know? And now you're able to, now you're able to help somebody else. You're able to <laughs> teach and educate people who are where you once were when yeah. you get into this industry and you're able to help them and, you know, help them to avoid some of the pitfalls that you had to make, you know, starting Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So you, so that is awesome. Great stuff. And I'm definitely going to get some information from you about how anyone could take classes that may be interested. Okay. But, you are definitely a serial entrepreneur because I also want to talk about the fact that you have a cosmetic line. I do. What am I doing, Brandy? What am I doing? <laughs> so how do you go from real estate to a cosmetic line? Oh my gosh. Oh, well, it started with an idea of um, the shellac on our nails. And I was like, I have a daughter now and I'm so scared of these chemicals that we're for taking it and consuming. And so I, I, ideally it was like skincare. Um, and as I started like researching, it became so much more than just like makeup. If that makes sense, it kind of goes into, and I've spoke a little bit about this before, like it became like a conversation and a catalyst for beauty, inside beauty right and the, the some of the insecurities that we have and as women of color feeling like okay 
I don't know how to wear makeup or or I I can only wear makeup, right? And so I just wanted to bring forth a product that's like for everybody that everybody can feel good. Like I don't I'm not I not a makeup artist. I don't know how to do makeup well, but I have a palette that I call Glamour. And I'm telling you, I had a makeup person cancel on me. And me, my mom, and my daughter was doing a birthday photo shoot. And I literally did my own makeup with it. And I was like, wow. You know, it's like an everyday product that you can use. And it's like good, good stuff, you know? And it just, it's, it just, I don't know. It just makes me and the women and stuff, it just feel good. And I think that's just what I want to bring across. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to wear makeup to feel good. But if you if you want to put something on, there's a color for everybody. There's shade, there's variety, there's, there's stuff there. And I feel like we are heavy consumers in the beauty product world. And we're seeing a surge, and I love it, of women of color creating and selling these products. And I love it. And I just was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. Because obviously you don't know so much until you start doing it. And then I was like, oh, well, this person does this and this. So it's all, and I don't look at it like, like it's a competition. We all bring unique things to the table. And, and so I'm just, I'm just, it's new. Um, and I'm still learning, but I'm enjoying this aspect, this business too. Awesome. So how are you distributing your product? Do you have a website? Yes, I do. Okay, great. What is it? It's www.ivycosmeticsline.com. Okay, I'll make sure I put it in the show notes. Now, what type of products? You talked about skincare. So do you have skincare products? And as you said, something about a palette as well. Yeah. Okay, so more of the skincare products are coming in the spring collection. Um, But right now, we have two palettes, one called Glamour, um, and there's, I want to say about maybe 15 to 20 different shadows inside the palette. Um, it's highly pigmented, so you don't need too much, and it'll last quite a while. There's a exquisite palette that's really, really, uh, it was our uh, top seller during the holiday season. There's a lot of, there's five different glitter shades red, silver, gold, a pink, and then there's blush in that palette as well. Um, and that's called Exquisite. And then we have liquid eyeliners, we have um, lip glosses, liquid lipsticks, and we have body illuminators. And there's three different shades of those. There's a, we call it Majesty Rose, there's a Golden Goddess, and there's a Bronze Empress. So. You put it on, I mean, and it's just illuminating. I I had, I had, wore it while I was in Aruba. It was really warm there, so I didn't want to do too much makeup, but I wanted a glow. So I just put some of that on, like my arms and a little on my face, and my pictures was great, and I felt good, and it smells good. And I, I'm sorry, we have 12 sealer shades. So Awesome. And um, six different foundation shades. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, congratulations on starting your line. I think it's awesome that um, 
you know, you've decided to step out into the cosmetic world and create your own line. I know it isn't easy, so I commend you for doing that. And I see you already have foundation and concealer, so that is great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So you said the skincare is coming in the spring, right? Yes. And then there will be a bridal collection coming in the spring as well. Oh, that is phenomenal. Awesome. So what else? What are you excited about right now? What else do you have going on? The Bold and Beautiful Women Empowerment Event. Ah, uh, so yes, I definitely oh. want to talk about that. So tell us about Bold and Beautiful and what is what this Women's Empowerment Event is all about. Okay, so it started, I, I, I typically say a little selfishly, I had, had two kids and I was not working as much as I was used to working and not having as much girl chat and conversation, adult conversations that I was used to. And so my birthday is in January. And so I said, I, w I knew I was going out of, I was going to Jamaica for my birthday. So I said, you know, before my birthday, New Year's Day, I want to do an event because I talk to women all the time about things that they have going on and things that they're doing. And I'm like, yeah, more people should hear how amazing you guys are. So I figured I just put together a birthday brunch and so I went and found a location because I figured it would be about 40 women, um, my close friends and maybe a few of their friends. And we talk about, you know, credit, finance. We talk about real estate and we goal set for the, for the year. And so uh, December 1st, found a location and put a deposit down and said, we're having this event January 1st. And we did. And um, the plan was to have 40 women at the brunch. It was 86. Wow. So completely, completely exceeded every expectation that I had of it. The content was absolutely phenomenal. The women that spoke, they gave resources on starting a business. They talked credit. They talked finance. And not just surface they dove deep into their industries and provided information and from that they got a lot of connections and a lot of clients and they worked with people and helped them and I've helped people from that buy houses so and then the goal setting there were people say oh I'm gonna start a daycare I'm gonna do they really did that oh I'm gonna write a book they really did that and it was just I mean the love in the room was like, yeah, you can do that. I'm going to be looking for it. The, the people gain, we gain accountability partners. And, and so the, the venue though, oh my goodness, everything that could go wrong at a venue went wrong. Like the pipes froze, the water was like not working. I mean, it was humiliating, but nobody told me like during the event, like I didn't even know these things were happening. But the content was so good. People were just like, women were like, whatever. We worked it out. But as a result, I, I just was going to do that one thing just for my birthday that year. And so it was so good. They were like, we got to do it again next year. And so, and I was like, okay. I agreed because I wanted to redeem us from that, that venue. I just didn't want that to be the last thing mm -hmm. that people remembered. So we did it again last year. And um, we didn't do New Year's Day. Because people, you know, travel, all kind of stuff. We moved it to the end of January. 
Um, and we had an excellent turnout. It was excellent. And and last year we we dove into um, a beauty panel where we talked about um, surface beauty, um, makeup, hair, fitness, um, styling our bodies, and then we did another panel, beauty from the inside out, where we talked about some of the isolation issues that women endure. Um, we talked about rape, molestation, um, violence, insecurities, um, and overcoming those things. I mean, it was, it, it opened the door to help women not feel alone. And we got emails and texts and it was just amazing. Amazing. And we uh, we talked business as well because we we talk about, you, you know, it's important to talk about our monies and how we're going to take care of our monies. And, you know, people, uh, there's a lot of women want to start businesses and do their passion. So we talked about all that. But but my favorite was getting to um, just things that it's hard to to talk about where you feel like it's only you. Mm -hmm. So. It was awesome. Well, it sounds like it. It sounds like it sounds like it was more than just, um, you know, an event just to talk about, just a gathering, talk about business, but also really to get, you know, beneath all of that stuff, all of the layers of different things and issues and things that women struggle with. So it sounds great. So you have your, this is your third annual coming up? Third annual coming up. Ah, oh, so tell us about it. So what, what's the date? And tell us all about it. Sure. So it's March 15th. It's on a Sunday. March 15th, 2020. The venue we used last year was very comfortable, very clean. Um, the event coordinator there is great. She works with us very well. Um, we may need to uh, expand the space. We about 120 women last year very comfortable our vendor spaces always sell out fast which is sold out now we have great vendors um great prices we do giveaways we do games we do food and we we talk about it we go there so um some of the plans for this year is we're going to do want to grow in their careers. They've worked hard for their degrees. And they just want to go grow in their careers. That's perfect. That's fine. You do not have to want to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship hard. Um, and working for and working for an employer is hard as well. It's not easy. So we have an HR person that's going to talk about, you know, if you're going up for promotions, some of the techniques and tools you should use to get that promotion. Um, update your resume, how to interview. That can be a tough thing and it can be things that we're doing on in the interviews that we don't even realize that we're doing that's causing us not to grow or get that job that we want we're going to talk about um we'll have some testimonies from some women that have had some journeys um one will talk about a friend that um has some domestic violence issues another will talk about her own issue with breast cancer at the age of 37 and we'll talk grief and we'll talk comfort and we'll talk 
the need to support and standing with each other when we're going through some of those things. And then we have fun too. We're going to have a relationship panel. And on that relationship panel, we're going to have some men giving their perspective. Oftentimes when we're going through relationship, why is this like this? Why is this like this? We talk to each other and we're like, this is what you should do. This is, this is what he thinks. So we're just going to have some men tell us what they think. And they're just going to come in the last hour for their panel. They're not invited to the whole event, but they're invited that last uh, hour. And um, they'll talk about we have a man that's married, one that's divorced, and two single men. Talk about some of the things that they, well, the women will get to ask the questions and they'll give their perspectives. I think that's awesome to get the male point of view because it's definite they're not like us. And I think a lot I of like times women don't realize how different we are from men. And so I think it'll be great to have the male point of view of things and how yeah. they think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm so excited. The, the, the men that's on the panel, I've been knowing them for years. Uh, most. And, and I mean, they like the stories and the, the journeys that they've been on. And it's like, I made, Say, hey, this is this. And they're like, why? Why would you think that? And I'm like, because. And it's just the dynamic. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're so different. I shouldn't. I shouldn't try to answer all my girlfriend's issues because I don't know. I think like she thinks, and they don't right. think like she thinks. Exactly. So very interesting. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I'm excited as well. And then you have the entrepreneur panel as well, right? Yes, 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 yes. And you will be there. Yes, yes. I'm super excited though. Such a blessing to have you there. I, I, um, I'm excited to be there. And I know you have a great mix too. I, I think you have a great mix, you know, um, just, I think because especially with women, there's so many layers and a lot of times we go through a lot of things and we don't get a chance to really express how we feel and, um, really just share what we go through and, as women. And I think we need, a lot of times we need a place where we can get those things out. And sometimes I think it's comforting to other women to hear that I'm not the only one who went through this. Absolutely. You know? uh, and you can see other people who may have gone through some of the similar things that you've gone through, but they, they came out on the other side. They're still doing well and they're thriving in their careers or businesses or whatever it may be. And so I think more of that is needed. And I really commend you for what you're doing with Bold and Beautiful. I'm super excited to be on a panel and to be a part. And I'll make sure I leave... Um, all of the information in the show notes, the link to get tickets and all of that stuff will be there as well. well. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm so happy you're going to be there and be on board and talk to the women and let them know the amazing things that you're doing and empower them like you're doing. I mean, it's just, we need each other more than we know. And those things, those little tidbits that we drop, those little pebbles and jewels that we drop, people are, women are picking them up. And I know because I've picked up pebbles from other women. And that's the only reason that this thing works. I tell people all the time, I'm just a facilitator. That's it. I'm just like the link to all this greatness of these amazing women that I get to meet. And I just want to share that with everybody else. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I am glad that you are facilitating this and, you know, continuing to, uh, grow this event. I know it's going to get bigger. And um, as we spoke before, I know you're going to end up eventually traveling with it and just really touching more and more women with it. 
Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. So how do you define success? Oh, that's a great question. I define success as being able to go home at night, having a safe place to go and a safe place where I can just lay down and feel like my integrity hasn't been compromised, that I'm doing the right thing, that above everything else, I still get the most joy from being a mom to my kids. I can flip a house and be like, I should have did this better. But today, like on today, I realized last night that my son, that my kids have pajama day at school. And I go, Last night, my son has pajamas at home, but they're like flooding. I'm like, I can't send him to school like that on pajama day. So this morning, it was late last night. They were asleep this morning before my husband left out. He leaves out at 6. I was up at 5. I was in Meyer at 5.30 a.m. And I was walking out by 5.40 with my son some new pajamas. And that made me feel successful and accomplished. I say all the time, I'm rich the right kind of way. I'm not a millionaire by, by far. But I am so rich in relationships. I feel success of being able to do this, to conversate with you, to know that, like you said, hey, if you need some help, you need some support. I'm successful because I have people that's willing to step in and help me to be successful. To help me when things, when the bathroom is flooding at the event and I don't know, they're not, they're not pulling me off stage. They're like, we're taking care of it. I'm successful because I have people. So I think that that sums it up for me. Like the gift of connection and relationship is everything to me. Awesome. No wrong answer there. So you're definitely a serial entrepreneur with your real estate business, your classes and trainings and your cosmetic line. So what is your favorite tool to use to operate in business? It can be an app or software or something like that. Oh, you know, the crazy thing is my phone. Like, and on my phone, um, apps, I'm really archaic. So Gmail is like, I just, I've had AOL like forever, right? So I just got like Gmail this year, the end of last year. And I was like, this is so fast. It's crazy. It's amazing. But with, with, with my, um, my real estate, um, I, I'm sorry. So I use like Facebook, which is, I, I that's an app, right? That's what it is. So that's one of my favorite apps. I mean, I, I because I literally get business off Facebook, and it's like doesn't even cost me anything, you know, just the engaging aspect of it. So I say, and I and I'm still in the business of I need to learn, I need to get on board with the tools and the apps because I'm like I don't even care for ebooks i am that like i'm that journalistic girl that still will go buy a paper i get it i magazines like i love i love the blogs and the online magazines but i'm highlighting i'm like making notes in my book i am like tangible products all day so you went into the next question what is either a book that you're currently reading right now or your uh, favorite book i am currently reading becoming which I've had Michelle Obama. Yeah, Michelle Obama. And I like, oh my gosh, I like lose time. 
but because I'm not reading it off an ebook and because I'm busy with so many things, it's my I it's taking me a little while to read it, but it's my secret like go to when I just want to lose time in a quiet place and drink some tea and read my book. So that's what I'm currently reading. One of my favorite, favorite books is um um oh my goodness. I know this it was a it's a play, but um I cannot believe I'm drawing a blank. Um, when the rainbow is not enough. For color girls who committed suicide with the rainbow. Okay, color I was introduced to this um, literally my sophomore year of college. I took a theater class and we did that play. And there's monologues in that book. And I mean, I've, I, I resonate with so many of the different women and the struggles and the issues of those monologues. So if I'm like, I usually keep it in my bag or in my car. If I'm feeling a certain type of emotion, I'll read like the lady in yellow or the lady in red or whatever. And it's been like a little comfort or empowerment thing for me for a long time. So that's, it's been, I've had that. And I, I think I lost one copy and I bought another one and I know it inside out. So it's just my like, okay, I need a word. Let me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Melissa, it has been absolutely great having you on a podcast. I truly appreciate your time today. I am super excited about Bold and Beautiful 2020. I can't wait for uh, March 15th. And uh, do you have anything else you want to share with us before we go? I just want to say thank you so much for um, inviting me on. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Well, Melissa Shelby, everybody, make sure you connect with her, whether it's real estate or entrepreneurship or cosmetics you need. She got them for you. (laughs) I'll definitely leave all of her links in the show notes. And that's all we have for you today. And as always, stay great. And we are out. Thanks for tuning in to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also email us at bbnetworkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am Brandy Taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks, and you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.